Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. This episode is so fun and so spunky because we go in so many different directions, but they're all needed. A founder of a lifestyle blog, Coming Up Roses, she is a Philadelphia-based business owner, a mom and a wife. She covers all types of angles of modern young womanhood, from fashion to beauty to relationships and entrepreneurship. She's motivational and hilarious. She really honestly is just a candid voice that pushes people to their true worth, to take action, and just to savor their lives. So... I'm so excited to introduce you to Erica Lagenza Gwen. In this episode, we talk all about staying positive and, and how she survived her daughter's 73 days in the NICU. She has an incredible message for other girls that might also be thinking, yeah, this is not ideal in their season of life. We talk all about how balance is an actual unicorn, so we need to instead brace the balancing act, and how do we give ourselves grace when we fall short. It's an incredible episode full of goodness and truth, and even some practical steps if you're wanting to maybe start your own little side hustle, gig, or project. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Erica. Well, hey, Erica. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I am so excited. You're on the TikTok trend too, which I absolutely love. Are you like loving TikTok? Oh my gosh. TikTok is addicting. I was one of those people too that swore that I would not go on this app. I was like, I am a millennial. I am a mother. I am too old for this. And then quarantine happened and I was like, "Mm, let me just, let me just see. And then now I'm addicted. So (laughs) I know (laughs) I fell down the rabbit hole real quick. (laughs) That's how I am too. And I was like, I'm not going to get like, it's like, I knew people were talking about like, Hey, it's so addicting. Just be careful. Like when you download it and I'll find <laughs> myself like starting and just like watching it and I'm like, okay, 30 minutes. And then I look up at the clock and it's been like an hour and a half. I'm like, you've got yeah, to be whoops. kidding me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me last night. Whoops. You find everything <laughs> from like cutie dances to like really great things like recipes and hacks I had no idea about what do you feel like you make your TikToks on the most oh my gosh I personally think I'm a pretty good lip dubber I think that's like a new skill that I've discovered that I have now (laughs) where like I can do a spot on lip dub so and people have been like wait is it really her talking? And I'm like, you know what? That's the best compliment that I could get in 2020 now where like I know. I've reached that status of like, is it her or the lip dub? Right. I'm like, you know what? I could do a really good lip dub if you need me. So yeah, <laughs> that's I my, am. I think that's like my, my special skill on the TikTok. Erica's your girl. If you need a lip yeah. dubber, there she is. <laughs> I always yeah. joke too. I'm like, I'm a great lip syncer. So like if people need a music video and you like, you know, Hillary Duff and the um the Lizzie McGuire movie like Paul oh absolutely sinker like that would be me honestly totally oh yeah 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 so besides being on TikTok <laughs> you have I mean you're in some really cool places you are in the podcast space with your podcast Thrive Podcast mm-hmm. you have coming up roses your blog you have mm-hmm. your new book which I want you to tell us all about would you just take a second and share a little bit about who Erica is with people that might not know you. Sure. Well, you already did a great job. I'm Erica. I run the blog called Coming Up Roses, which is comingupbrosestheblog.com. And I do all the social media things there. And then I have a podcast called Thrive. I have a course that I teach other bloggers on monetizing their influence with brand partnerships. And that's called Boss Pitch. 
And I have a book that just, it's for, available for pre-order right now, but maybe by the time this is airing, it'll already be live because it launches on May 5th officially. And it is called Caffeinate Your Soul, 52 Monday Mantras. Um, and that has been like my baby <laughs> for yeah. a couple of years now. So yeah, I'm kind of doing like a little bit of all of the things at this point. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo is not a, not a bad time to launch something fun I know and <laughs> like, like the book is called caffeinate your soul so it's all like coffee puns but you can totally pour yourself a margarita and enjoy it and it works the same way so <laughs> it's great exactly your book is your baby but you also have a legitimate like human baby <laughs> I do have a legitimate human baby yeah. I have an 18 month old um so I'm married and then I have an 18 month old baby Olivia Grace and she was a NICU baby and a, she's a little preemie so, yeah, she had a whole um, crazy entrance into this world as well. I know. She's like the cutest thing. I love all little headbands. I'm all about oh, a good headband she, on a cute baby. She, absolutely. She, like, rocks the headband life. A hundred percent. There's a lot of places I want to go with this because there's so many fun things. And so, many, like, that's the cool thing I love about Behind the Bliss and, like, our community is there's so many different types of listeners that are probably, like, oh, I want to hear more about that. Oh, no, I want to hear more about that. So I kind of want to start out. You just mentioned that Olivia was a NICU baby and Mm -hmm. we have a lot of mamas and a lot of wannabe mamas. And I feel like, honestly, this time is just uncertain time for everybody, regardless if you're a mom or not. So I want to talk more about like what that uncertainty was like with you, where maybe you had an expectation going into motherhood and then Olivia came into the world and then life looked a little different than you anticipated. Like how, how did that, you know, like rock your world and, and what are some ways that you feel like you're able to cope? Or maybe you didn't cope, but just tell us about what that looked like. (laughs) Sure. So I was someone who never necessarily envisioned myself being a mom. Um, It was kind of like through a lot of prayer and like the journey with my husband, we ended up deciding, you know what, I think we are being called to start a family. And I was kind of blessed with like a really normal, easy pregnancy where like I didn't even have morning sickness, anything like it was kind of smooth sailing all the way up until around 30 weeks. So basically, the short version of the story is I ended up being diagnosed with severe preeclampsia and basically almost dying. <laughs> so I had I had to have an emergency C-section at 32 weeks because the doctor basically told me that day um, that I was going to have a stroke or a seizure or both that day if they didn't operate and take the baby out. Um, so that was terrifying because yeah. I... I had literally just had my baby shower only 10 days prior. Like I thought, I mean, I was only 32 weeks. I thought I had another two months (laughs) of the baby cooking. Um, And they were like, no, you're having a baby today. And I was, I was like, excuse me, what? Like, that's like a huge thing to have to wrap your mind around so quickly. Like, right. God gave us nine months on purpose and you only got like what, eight? Seven and a half. Yeah, like not even eight. So I was like, "Uh, well, this is not ideal. So plus I was terrified because not just for myself but for the baby obviously because I was like obviously this was not going to be a fully grown baby um and I was at the point where I was just kind of like at the doctor's mercy because I my blood pressure was so high on on that day when I went into the hospital I was kind of I was going in every every couple of days at that point to the maternal fetal medicine center just to get testing because of how high risk I was at that point anyway and my blood pressure was 180 over 120. And when I told my mom that, my mom's a nurse, and she said she almost had a heart attack on the other end of the phone because she knew right away. She was like, oh, my God, Erica's going to have a stroke. Like, this is not not good. So 
um, they basically, they had hooked me up to medicine right away. And they were, I was like, well, can I have the baby tomorrow? Like, can we schedule this? Can I call my family? Like, and they were like, no, no, no. Like you're having her as soon as an operating table opens up. And I was, I was like, okay, this is not a, now there's, we, I mean, my husband and I hadn't even been to like a labor and delivery class or anything. We knew nothing. I was like, well, I don't have to worry about a water breaking or pushing or any of that. But now apparently I'm getting cut open on a table in like, I don't know, half an hour. Like, how do you prepare for that? So, um, I had my baby and then she was immediately put in the NICU because I mean, she was only three pounds, 0.1 ounces at birth. So before they did that, they gave, they literally, they gave me a shot in my butt for her lung development before taking her out. And I was like, well, that tells you how prepared the baby was to be born. If they're like, (laughs) yeah, we're going to give you a shot to help her lungs develop because they're not ready yet. And you're like, what, what is happening? So from there, yeah, I was, and it was kind of, it was a fog too, because of the medical state that I was in and the drugs that they had had to put me on. It was like, it was so much of a blur for me too. I I literally that day felt like I was in limbo because of how drugged out this one in particular makes you because it's like keeping you steady so that you don't, so, I mean, literally so you don't die. And I I couldn't sleep. They were checking my, my blood and my vitals literally every 15 mm-hmm. minutes. So I was just in this like weird limbo state of not really being able to open my eyes and not functioning, but also not being able to fall asleep. So I was aware of everything going on, but like in this fog and I couldn't hold my baby. She was in the NICU and I was in a room and they were trying to keep me okay. So it was just wild. And then from there we spent 73 days in the NICU um, before she could come home with us. And then we had six months after that where she was on an NG feeding tube Uh, so it was a long medical journey for us that was literally nothing like I had envisioned in my wildest dreams or in my wildest nightmares, basically. So that's like not what you think is going to happen when you get a positive pregnancy test and you're like so excited. Not at all. If someone would have told you that was what was going to happen, I feel like there would have been a lot of panic and fear about the process. But I think that's what's so cool about like who God is and the mystery of everything that he has for us is like. I'm so thankful I don't know what my yet tomorrow is going to look like and that Absolutely. I'm only here and today. Like we were talking before we even started recording, like if someone had told us that this season with quarantine and coronavirus were happening, I think that I would have not even enjoyed the days leading up to what is now because I've been so wrapped up in fear of what's to come. Um, but here you are on the other side of it with a beautiful 18-month-old and you can almost go back to that Erica in the NICU and be like, it will be fine. And that's yeah. what's so neat about like this life that we have and the mystery of it all. I kind of want you no, to totally. tell, like speak to the girl who you said earlier, you said, this is not ideal. Like that was one of the thoughts you had. Speak to the girl that might be listening that, like we said earlier, might not be a mom, might not be in like the pregnancy, but has definitely found herself in a place in life where she's like, wow, yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah. For me, one of the biggest things, it was one of the hardest to wrap my head and my heart around, but I think one of the most important looking back, and that was through all of it, I kept, I my biggest thing to God was literally just why. Like, why is this happening? Because why, and why 73 days in the NICU? Because it got to the point where it was just excruciatingly painful for my husband and I, and we were depressed and we were anxious and we had a lot of medical scares for her in between there. Like we had to transfer to a higher level NICU that was almost two hours from our house. Like we had so many different 
medical scares. And we had so many different times where our hope was brought up so high and then like literally crushed 20 minutes later or something. So it was such an emotional roller coaster. And I just kept saying like, God, why is this happening? Like why an innocent baby? Why is like, and I kept saying, you know, why 73 days? Like after 65 days, I I still was depressed and sad and ready for her to come home and like totally heartbroken over the situation. Like why did it go on as long as it did? And what I kept coming back to was like, sometimes I think God gives us mountains. I mean, there's a saying, you know, you've been giving a mountain to show others that it can be moved. And I think that really kind of came into play for us where like I I was openly sharing what we were going through on my social media, mostly just because I was calling for prayers all the time. I was like, I I didn't want to talk about it. I was, I was crying constantly. I was just depressed and sad and it was just like a horrible time for us. But I was just constantly calling for prayers for people and kind of like solidarity just to continue to pray for a miracle to happen for our daughter. And I just kept coming back to the thought that like, you know what, maybe everything is going to be okay for us and for her. And maybe this was just a a battle and a journey that we were given just to show Mm -hmm. others how to get through it. And that's really what it came down to because I got so many messages of people saying, wow, like you're so strong or like, wow, I really admire how you're handling this. And to me at the time, it was, it was like laughable because I was like, are you kidding me? Like I'm, I'm hysterical. Like I'm not handling this at all. I feel like I'm barely holding on, but looking back that sometimes you have those times where you are barely holding on and you feel like you're barely surviving, but other people still see you fighting. And even though you feel like you're barely surviving, you are still fighting and you're still getting through something. And if you get through to the other side, which you do because we've all survived hundred percent of our worst days so far, it's like you get through and you are stronger. Even if you don't feel that transformation and that growth happening inside yourself at the time. So it's like, for me, it was humbling in the sense of, I think God uses us for each other where it's not necessarily happening. We say everything happens for a reason. Well, maybe that reason isn't for you. Maybe that reason is for the girl who's watching you go through it all, who went through something similar or who doesn't, who has not yet gone through it, but it's on her path and she doesn't know it yet. And you don't know it yet. But at some point she'll tap back into a memory of something that she saw you go through and it will help her in some way. You know, like it's almost like this, this togetherness that we can all kind of tap into just by being willing to be open and honest with our struggles. And I think that that's kind of like the thing that, you know, I would want to tell girls who aren't in something ideal, you know, like your story, you don't know how your story is going to end up, but just keep praying to make the most of it and to learn what you need to learn no matter what that is, because you don't know why you're going through this yet. And it's like, it's humbling because it sucks through the hardest times, you know, like it's like, yeah, it reminds you like, I can't do this by myself. Yeah. Right. And it's like, but you might be given this cup, not for yourself to benefit from. It might be for someone else. So it's like it, you kind of just have to like pray for the strength to get through it and for the grace to accept that as something that might not just be for you, but might be for your sister going through something down the road, you know? Yeah. I, yes, that's so much truth because there's even times in my life where I, I mean, I'm recalling all the times now that I have like relied on somebody else's testimony and someone else's victory and like claiming it as my own. I mean, like, okay, she got through 
infertility and like she has a beautiful baby so like how how cool is it going to be when like my husband and I are able to conceive you know like it's not it makes things like seem possible that in the moment all you have to rely upon is like your own reality which seems impossible but it's not that's not true it's not and so yeah it's it's the testimony we all need I love it um I love how you also say that balance is a unicorn because I think like if I'm listening to this and I like didn't know your story I would be like oh man like seems like she's balancing this really well right like (laughs) you have blog podcast book and baby it went through NICU all the things came out on the other side survivor thriver all the things and I think I mean this is the heart behind this podcast is there's a lot behind the bliss that we don't always see and a lot of it is balance. And you say balance is a unicorn. So I want yeah. you to talk about that and why balance is a unicorn. I mean, honestly, because it doesn't exist. So it's Woo, like... I you ta- said it. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> yes. It doesn't exist. It's true. I mean, like, I talk about this in one of the mantras in my book, Caffeinate Your Soul. It's called Embrace the Balancing Act. That's the the mantra. And really, it's like, because at the end of the day, that's what balance is. It's an act. You know, like it's cute to talk about and we all dream about it. Like we dream about million dollar pitch, like million dollar kitchens on Pinterest or something. But at the end of the day, I think balance just doesn't freaking exist. The thing is, it's a balancing act that is like so very real, I think. And we go through the motions to try to basically hit this place of like momentary equilibrium, you know, where we, but we don't get to just cruise on up to this place and then stay there. It's like happiness, you know, like we all, we sometimes wish and hope that we can get to this place of permanent happiness. And we all know that that's not reality. Like you have these ups and downs where you hit it and then you have to keep working to hit it again because it goes away sometimes. So it's like we face this act every single day as we attempt to balance everything from family to friends and like work to play vegetables to ice cream like you name it and at the end of the day google defines balance as even distribution of weight that enables someone or something to stay upright and stay steady and i don't think i've met a single person in the history of ever who had weight equally distributed across all important things all of the time because that's not possible. Like there are only 24 hours in a day. So I say balance is a unicorn and balance is an act and we have to be okay with some things getting more time and attention than others sometimes because that's just what it takes. And at the end of the day, it's about juggling it all in a way just so that it doesn't fall down so that you don't drop everything at the same time it's this act that Mm -hmm. needs to be acted out time and time again to get it and keep it and enjoy it repeatedly so it's like it's like you're giving things the correct proportions as google says but really the correct proportions for you at the given moment in your life given all of the other things you have going on So it's not like this one magical pinnacle that you reach. It's like this thing that you just are constantly working towards and you constantly are prioritizing one thing over the other in the moment. So that by its very nature, that's not balanced. That's picking and choosing things over the Mm -hmm. other. So it's, yeah, I mean, it doesn't exist. It does not exist. And if it did, there would be so much less room in my heart to feel the need of Christ. It's like if I could just figure it out and I had everything figured out and the balance was easy, then like I would rely so much on Rachel and Rachel doing it right. Or you would rely on Erica and Eric, Erica pulling it together. And when in fact, like I can't 
I can't be like the person I rely on. Like I am, I am unreliable. And if anyone knows it, it's myself. And so it's like, it gives you the opportunity to like, I'm almost imagining a juggle. It's like if you're juggling vases and a vase drops, like it shatters. But like Mm -hmm. the opportunity we have in Jesus is to be like, oh, I dropped this and I was trying to do it well and I didn't. And he's like, hey, it's fine. Like here's a new vase. You know, like, yep, you got this. Keep going. Yeah. But he like that interaction and like our need for him is most felt when our vases drop and like when yes. our when things shatter in front of us and we're like oh, I really messed that up and so yeah. I love how you like release the pressure and that's the so much like why we have to give ourselves grace and because like we've been given grace so we need to open this free gift and accept it I want yeah. I want to hear like a time recently. This always helps me. I'm like, tell me a time when you messed up. <laughs> tell, like, tell me when most recently maybe you could think of a time when you needed to extend yourself grace. Because I feel like, oh, this this always like, I don't know. Just having these kind of transparent conversations always help. I feel like yeah. myself and listeners here, like, okay, great, me too. Like, they're nodding their heads. So. Share something like that with us that you were like, wow, Erica, you need some grace. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have to give myself grace every single day. That's not like it's I it's not something where it's like a especially I think with how many things I'm juggling and failing to truly balance. It's like it's a constant sort of thing. But I mean, and even to your point before, it's it's the constant thing that Christ is giving us too. You know, like how many times a day do we mess up where we need grace to get through? So it's like, oh my gosh, I can think of so many times. It's like, I feel like every single day I have to give myself grace when I'm choosing between like, if I'm on my phone and I'm like worked, like sneaking emails on my phone while my daughter's in the bathtub or something, you know, like in the same room, not not like an unsafe capacity. (laughs) So many times where I'm like, I catch myself and I'm like trying to balance being a full-time mom and working from home full-time. And like that balance just, it's, I mean, it's so hard. It's impossible. Like I said, so there's just all of these times where I'm like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not a good mom because I'm not a full, a full stay at home mom where all of my attention is fully focused on live. And then if I let myself downward spiral like that, then I think of our time in the NICU and I'm like, how dare I? I have this gift of a beautiful daughter who survived such horrible things. And I'm here and I'm like, worried about my inbox like who am I you know and I get down on myself for that or same with work if I don't clear out my inbox or I don't answer someone back right away or something and then I'm like oh my gosh what a terrible like what a terrible entrepreneur I am people are like struggling for money and and paychecks in such a hard time like this and here I have an opportunity to you know make something happen and I'm here and I'm like watching a little mermaid with my daughter instead like what am I what am I doing so it's like there's these constant moments where you just have to stop yourself and be like whoa 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 like it's okay you got to give yourself grace so I don't it's like it's not even like it's a one a one-time thing it's like it's it's constant. constant. It's literally a constant yeah. mental exchange of like, no, no, no. Like it's okay. You're okay. You're enough. Like you're you're doing the best you can, and that's mm-hmm. enough right there. Yeah, I've heard it said before, and it was really well put. I'm probably gonna butcher it, but like, we have been told our whole lives, like, okay, now I'm wearing the mom hat. Now I'm wearing the wife hat. Now I'm wearing the entrepreneur hat. And now you know, like, you're like switching them in and out. But the cool thing about the life that we get to live with 
the Lord and it being like bigger about than ourselves as we exchange all the small hats we have for like a big hat that almost embodies all of it called Mm -hmm. obedience. And so it's like in that moment you're playing with the mermaid in the bathtub with your daughter. It's like, okay, right now, like I need to be present for my daughter in the moment and know that like something else, you know, like I will have the time later carved out to do X, Y, Z. And, and so it's, it's that, like you're saying, like a constant exchange, not only for grace, but then also asking like, what does obedience look like in this moment? And like, what, what is it that I'm called to like at 2.28 PM in the afternoon that yeah. at three, I might not be called to. And it's that like a flex of in and out, which honestly, I think that just comes with like an entrepreneurial life. Yeah. And I mean, there's like, I think it, yeah, no, totally. I think it's too, it's like. For women especially, I talk about this in my book too because it's like I think that we are basically the queens at trying to do all the things and be all the things for all the people all the time. And it's like I think that's the dangerous trap that we fall into because that's impossible to do and that's impossible to be all of the things at the same time and maintain sanity and ourselves in the process of that because it's like if if you if you are someone who is juggling multiple things, I think people would probably agree where it's like you all have these moments where to what you just said, you can't just turn on and off and put on one hat and just that hat. You know, like there's so many times where I'm sitting at my desk in my office and my daughter runs in, you know, so it's like, okay, I'm being mom and entrepreneur at the same time. So exactly like what you just said, like you are wearing a bigger hat because you have to. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I think giving yourself grace, it means it means a few things. It's like letting yourself mess up and make mistakes, but just learning from them and letting yourself feel bad, but just actively working on feeling better again and like letting yourself fall down but just getting back up it's like always having that balancing yeah the balancing act (laughs) like what we just talked about it's like always (laughs) having the balance between like letting yourself have the negative sway on the scale but then just doing whatever you can to write it and you know and honestly exactly like what you said before too it's like letting the lord be the one to write that ship because he's really the one that enables us to do that in the first place it's not like it's just us making it happen by ourselves so yeah yes boom I'm so glad you said it I'm like I say it enough around here so to have somebody else like affirm it it just feels good um (laughs) so we do have like a lot of girls too that girls women ladies all the things we have a lot of people too that are listening that are interested in the entrepreneurial lifestyle and I think if this weird season of gosh like coronavirus and our life post coronavirus and all that have taught us anything it's that like we we all are entrepreneurs in some way or another and like we all have to make it work and so I would almost want to hear your I'm like if you had to tell a girl who like wanted to start a blog write a book start a podcast anything how would you encourage her just start don't I see so I see so many people now who will do something because they want to make it big. You know, like I think when I started my blog, it was years ago and it was before Instagram was even really a thing. And it's like now you see girls who are starting an Instagram page because they want to be an influencer, so to speak, or like they want the some perceived glamorous lifestyle or paychecks or this like cool facade. And they don't necessarily know all the behind the scenes that go into that. So it's really, it's like, if you want, to do something like that, check your heart first and foremost so that you are doing it for a strong why and good reasons and good intentions that aren't 
um, that honestly just aren't of mm-hmm. earthly things, you know, like that you're not doing yeah. it just because you want to make make a quick buck. Because I mean, let me tell you, I'm seven years in, and that's not what <laughs> that's not what it is. Like it's no yeah. it's no quick buck. So it's like start just creating creating you know like regardless of what it is start wherever you're at with whatever you've got don't let any sort of like perceived limitation stop you from following your dream just trust that when you have the the vision and the talent you can figure it out like you can make it happen we live in this world where every single answer to anything ever is available at our fingertips with google (laughs) google so it's like yeah like you can figure things out like just trust your gut keep working really really hard at stuff it's like you can make it happen like literally the per- a perfect example I can think of for this like my mom took the picture that's on the cover of my book now and it's like my mom is not a trained photographer she's a nurse she I mean she's my mom and like learned how to pick up a camera to help yes. me with blog stuff and now her one of a picture that she took is now on the cover of a book that's like on Amazon and in Barnes and Noble. Like she's not a, she's not a professional, so to speak. So it's like, I love using that as an example for people of hopefully encouragement because she, for as long as she's been shooting with me, she's always said to me like, oh my gosh, like I'm not a, I'm not a professional. Like, what do I know? I can't do it. But she loves doing it. Like she loves playing around, like learning new things on a camera or like going on Instagram to watch other photographers tutorials or like going on YouTube and just like experimenting and like playing in the craft and now look at what happened like now she's on the cover of a freaking book you know like Mm -hmm. so don't let yourself be limited by titles or expectations that you or like your aunt karen on facebook put on you just do what you feel like you're being called to do and do the best possible research and preparation that you can and know that you're never going to feel fully ready you just have to be prepared And then just do the dang thing because, I mean, what the heck do you have to lose, you know? Yeah, exactly. And there's no destination. Like, the destination's always changing. And so I feel like we go into something with an expectation of like, okay, I'm doing this so that it will yield X, Y, and Z when X, Y, and Z might turn into ABC in two weeks. And we need to be okay with that. So it's like you can't go in with the destination in mind has to be like, okay, this is what I feel called to in this. Like we were talking about earlier, the, the obedience hats. Like I'm doing this because this feels like what I'm called to right now. Being okay with it changing in two weeks. If that calling looks different than this one, but absolutely with the bigger idea of purpose where it's like, I'm just wanting to serve people. Like whether it's through serving your daughter with photography and then your photo ending up on the cover of her book or like serving other moms that just need some quick hacks or serving other people in their car rides and commutes with a podcast about what's behind the bliss. Like it just starts with like a bigger thing, but being okay if for me in two weeks, this no longer looks like a podcast and the Lord's called me somewhere else, which I pray is because I love this thing, but like having to, (laughs) having to be okay with like, you know, it being a to and fro back and forth and it being on every day waking up and saying like, okay, what is it today that you've called me to? And that's something that this whole weird season has taught me to like every day, just like one step at a time. Don't be so focused on end goal because we now know (laughs) if you haven't caught on (laughs) this gist, (laughs) we should learn. And if we should learn anything, it's that like you can't. Oh, there's no such thing as five year plan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Especially with everything with COVID. Like, oh, my gosh, we've all seen that things can change in an instant. 
and like totally throw life around. So I think you said it best, you know, like keep it all focused on service and how you can serve the people that come before you instead of serving yourself and trust that God will focus on the making sure that you're taken care of too. And like your job is to serve the other people around you. So if you're creating something and whatever sort of entrepreneurial venture it is, keep it fully focused on the people who are keeping you in business in the first place. So keep it, just serve your people and then they, it will come back to you tenfold, but don't make the focus about making sure that you're taken care of before you've taken care of them. So good. Oh, that's really like the best piece of advice you could give anyone about anything, <laughs> but specific to entrepreneurship, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So you have a really fun lifestyle blog, so I'm sure you have an amazing answer to this question, but I always love asking people, what is something that you're loving these days that you would just want the listeners to know all about? And it could be several things if you can't pick one. Oh gosh, like a type of product or something? I mean, we have anything from like products, vacuum cleaners, songs and playlists and books and everything in between. So anything that you're like, you guys, you have to know about fill in the blank. What would be? Oh, gosh. Okay, I got this. It's called True Fru. Have you heard of it? No. What is that? Okay. So True Fru, this is like the most addicting snack in the entire world. So they are frozen raspberries that are dipped in white chocolate and dark chocolate. Uh-oh. I mean, granted, <laughs> the brand the brand makes like other berries and they make them dipped in milk chocolate too. But the very best and the ones that I am completely addicted to, it's a raspberry and then it has a really thin layer of white chocolate. You can really, you can't really taste the white chocolate. I'm not a big white chocolate person anyway, so I like this. And then it's a layer of dark chocolate. I can have just one with a cup of coffee and it is like refreshing and delicious. And I am completely obsessed. Every time I see them in my Target, I buy literally every single bag that they have. Because they're like so good. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm a sweet tooth girl. Yeah, it's like that's helpful oh for God, me. They are they're really good, and yet it is fruit double dipped in chocolate. So I highly oh, recommend. What a treat. Okay, <laughs> I'm about it. I like if someone was like, "Could you have salties or sweets for the rest of your life?" I'd be like, "Sweets, hands down, all the way." If I'm ever craving something, it's always like a cookie or a brownie or something. So. And I love fruit. So this is like the best of both worlds. Oh gosh, literally be warned because every single person that I have shared them with or talked to about them comes back to me and goes, Erica, I am now addicted. Like, thanks a lot. I'm addicted and they're sold out everywhere. Like, because people, <laughs> they have other fruits? People, they do. They do. Um, let's see. Raspberries, blueberries, cherries. Um, I don't know if they do strawberries or not, but like the raspberries, I think are the best, the best ones. I've tried all of them. Okay. And I just love, I love the raspberry ones. They're like, oh God, they're so, so, so good. (laughs) I'm adding that to my next two week grocery store run. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like stocking up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so good. We don't really get food recommendations around here often. So when we do, I'm always like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) True fruit. True fruit. Heck yeah. I love it. Well, I was like so grateful for your transparency and sharing everything from mom life to real life to shooting it straight because that's a gift to be able to do that so eloquently. So I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing 
who you are and what you have going on. But if someone wanted to order it or follow you online, see all the things, where can they Sure. So my blog is just cominguproses.theblog.com. My Instagram is just my name, Erica Legenza. And then my book is called Caffeinate Your Soul, 52 Monday Mantras. And you can find that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, And really the short version of that is it's like that all stemmed from a popular series on my blog, which was called Monday Mantras. And they basically are like short, quippy little pieces to start your day and start your week off right to help change your perspective so that you can slowly but surely change your life. Because I think a lot of women want some sort of consistent thing that they can really dig their hearts and souls into, but might get overwhelmed with some daily practices, Mm -hmm. or you just end up tucking something away on a bookshelf and forgetting about it altogether. So it's like, really, Caffeinate Your Soul is like a personal development book meets a daily devotional meets a coffee table book. So it's just written very conversationally and personally. So it feels like really just so like you're getting poured into by your best friend over lattes. It's meant to be read every Monday. Um, and there are some quarterly check-ins inside where you can even write in the book if that's how you learn best. And it's just like this beautiful hardcover thing with fun illustrations inside so that you have this really approachable, honest book that meets you where you're at every single Monday and helps you grow over the course of a year so that at the end of the year, you are just a, you know, like braver, kinder, better, stronger you than what you started off with. Grateful for you and so excited for our people to know more about you and follow you along with all the light that you're sharing online. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. It's been such an honor and such a pleasure to hang out with you online. If you want to hear more from Erica, then I highly recommend that you bounce over to her podcast, Thrive, on your favorite podcast listening platform, or check out her mentioned blog, Coming Up Roses, and head over to our show notes at Behind the Bliss Podcast to find all the information about True Fruits and Caffeinate Your Soul 52 Monday Mantras, and how you can get your hands on a copy today. If you loved this episode and are loving Behind the Bliss Podcast, we would be so honored if you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a quick review. We are so grateful for this community and all the ways that you show up around here. Have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next episode.